From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. Today we welcome farmer Kirsten Jersick of Bratsett Family Farm in Jefferson, Wisconsin. Hear her story of transitioning back to the family farm she grew up on, reinventing the farm in partnership with her mother and family. Bratsett Family Farm is an intensive rotational grazing operation and home to a grass-fed beef herd. After a career as a hydrologist, Kirsten returned to her family farm to combine her passion for the environment, healthy food, and integrating her children and family into the business. Kirsten also works as a grazing educator and planner, teaching other farmers to become better grazers through proper management of their soils, forage, and livestock. We are here at Bratsett Family Farm with Kirsten Jersick. Thanks so much for letting us stop by your beautiful farmhouse. It's a beautiful spring day when we're here after a really cold couple of weeks, so this is lovely. Thank you. On all accounts. Um, so this is also your family land, right? You yes, grew up on correct. here. Tell I us, did. I grew up here. Tell us the story. How? Because you were here, you left, you came back. That's correct. <laughs> so, I, so I grew up here. Um, my parents actually bought most of this farm in 1968. Um, and so I was born and raised here my whole life. And um, my mother was uh, amazing. She was the farmer. My dad had a day job and mom ran the farm. And she was a real steward of the land and very passionate about our environments and loved the animals and loved farming and taught my brother and I to farm side by side with her. Were you doing the cattle at the time or was she doing other things too? Uh, we, it was sort of a hobby farm. They did row crops. Um, we always had Jersey dairy cows just for our own purposes. And then, of course, pigs got added in and chickens, and we had a big garden. So I would say we were sort of self-sustaining. And then they also raised row crops and sold them. And as, as time went on, it was converted more to um, more livestock. Um, once my brother and I left home, she didn't have dairy cows anymore because that would just be way too much work for one person. Um, and she had beef cattle, so she started a beef herd. Um, and she continuously grazed them and green chop feed for them and... Um, she started that a long time ago. Um, but yeah, I was born and raised here, and and I liked it. I loved being outside. I, I liked it. Um, but I thought, wow, whoever would work so hard <laughs> for such little finance. young woman <laughs> as she was about to launch. For such little financial gain is crazy. I'm out of here. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get a great job. And of course, my parents wanted us all to leave home and go to college and figure out what we wanted to do in life. And so I did, um, and I worked as an environmental consultant for about 15 years. And then my husband and I started our own family, and things change a little bit when you have your own family and your goals and priorities in life, I feel like, at least mine changed. And my daughter just loved being 
here at the farm. Um, Jessica's 17 now. Or I'm sorry, she's 18 now. <laughs> <laughs> she's ready to launch. So did you move yeah. here when the kids were young? Or? Yeah, we moved here when Jess was about six. So oh, she was okay. in kindergarten. So she kind of visited kinda, Grandma's farm for a little she bit She visited there Grandma's instead. farm a lot. Um, we helped at the farm a lot, but we did not permanently move here until she was in kindergarten. So... Yeah, so when Jessica was little, she just loved the farm, and she loved being here. Um, that obviously made me happy, and to the point where my mom would have to pay her 50 cents to leave at night to go back to the city so she could ride the rocking horse at the gas station on the way home. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, so the pieces were falling into place to come back, and you were at a life phase Yeah, and we, you were and, ready. Yeah, and I had another <laughs> child, and, and working part-time and putting two kids in daycare was just difficult, and so we just sort of, mom was getting older, and there was a lot more work to do. Um, dad was gone so she didn't have help and she was here alone and it was just she was getting to a point in her life where she needed help um, at the farm to keep the farm running so we just sort of made the decision it was sort of a slow transition where we would come out and stay for a few days and go home the kids and I would and so it was a sort of a slow transition from helping at the farm to just making the decision that we all wanted to live here and that we would permanently sell our house in town and move to the country. So So when you went to college and started that career path, corporate career path, did you see this in the picture? Or were, were, when when you started off on the other road, were you thinking, I'm not going No, back? I really didn't Did it happen slowly over time? Or like you said, it kids did. made a big factor? Yeah, kids made a huge factor in the decision. Um, and, and I guess my husband and I had decided that once we had kids, one of us would, would like to stay home and raise our children. And the farm was just really a beautiful way to raise the children. I feel like I always like to feel productive. I mean, I think most of us want to feel... Like we're doing something or we're being productive. And somehow just walking the nature center or spending the day at the zoo, while it's really quality time with my kids, I felt like <laughs> I'm not really getting anything done today. But when we were at the farm, we could have the same nature lesson while we were getting something accomplished. That's a really good point. <laughs> so. Sure, sure. Well, and then you, it, it just worked for your family. It worked and, for and our your family. kids got into it and all. So, so both your Jessica and your son were involved with the farm. Yep, Growing yep, up. yep. I think when Jacob, I think the year he was four, I think he had about 800 chickens and he probably did about, he wasn't in school yet, so he really didn't have a lot to do. Jessica was in school and he had a little pedal tractor and a wagon. And so we'd put his grain in his wagon and he'd pedal out to his chickens and let him out in the morning and feed and water his chickens. It, you know, people thought it was a lot of work for a little guy, but he didn't really have a lot else, you know, he liked it. He didn't have a lot else to do, so. There you go. So so flash forward to today, how do you describe your operation? What are you doing? Yeah, so we raise um, 100% grass-fed and finished beef. So we have cow-calf pairs in a bowl. So our cows just started calving on March 20th, and we are up to 22 calves. You saw your cute little babies here. As of yesterday. We had two more yesterday. Um, so there could be more today that come along. So we our cows have their calves, and then they go out to pasture. We rotationally graze them, so we move them to fresh pasture at least once a day. I'm really intensive on our management, and so sometimes we move them twice a day to fresh pasture. Well, that's a huge part of your story and your passion of the grazing side. Was that something you knew I when you moved not. here, or is that how'd that happen? I did not. So my mom always continuously grazed. We had she had a much smaller herd, and we had three large pastures that my brother had fenced in for her. And um, they would do like a thirty-day rotation from the front pasture you saw when you drove in to the one below the house to the one in the very back of the farm, and then they do that 
throughout the season. And then we would run out of pasture. And so then she would green chop for them. So she had actually become interested in rotational grazing kind of when I was making the move out here. And we started going to the Midwest Organic Farming Conference and we started going to different conferences and just learning more about it. And it just really made sense. And um, how, how, I mean, what's the basic definition of grazing? Basic definition of rotational, managed yeah. rotational grazing is, is really your management and moving your cattle at a set schedule to fresh pasture so that the pasture they've come off of has a time to rest and regrow. So that we're managing for the livestock, the health of the livestock, the health of the soil, and the health of the forage so that we're bringing everything together at the right time for the right amount of time. Um, so d- d- I use different techniques during different seasons. Um, if it's real dry and the vegetation is growing relatively slow, I will only move them once a day. If everything's growing really rapid and I really want to keep them moving, now I'm moving twice a day. So it's really easy to set up a lead line. I mean, we have permanent perimeter fence and then we just set one wire up in between and it takes like 10 minutes to set up to set it up and 10 minutes to roll it up and move them into a new pasture. The livestock get really used to it. They look forward to it. They're right there, ready to move when you're ready to move them. And it's, you're out in nature. It's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm smiling because it, it totally suits your both personality and background. <laughs> because you're, you're a science, environmental person, but you have this organizational sense too. Or, or like you said, about wanting to be productive and things. And it all fits, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's a thoughtful process in that sense. How do you feel your your corporate gig and those skills there and that time off the farm helped you succeed in what you're doing today or or had or did it yeah no I feel like it definitely did for one I feel like it gave me a lot of sense of self-confidence to be um, working in corporate world and in having people respect you and then I was asked to to, um, do a lot of marketing I was a hydrogeologist so I did groundwater studies contaminant studies um but I really enjoyed working with our clients and working with people, and I sort of got into marketing and selling our products. And so that helped me be a direct marketer. So working with um, – I direct market our grass-fed beef, and that's a big part of our success is being able to direct market it. So you sell so, everything direct to your customers? To our customers. We do sell to a few restaurants and then direct to customers. Yep. Yep. On from the farm directly, or people? How do you or do you deliver? Or well, so they get Coles has their quarters um, when we process. Okay, and so one... we have done farmers markets in the past, and we are since we're growing our herd so much, we will do some this summer. Um, and we we really like to do the farmers markets to meet people to buy our custom beef from, because um, it's a lot of time and effort to yeah pack up your freezer coolers of meats and go to the farmers market and come home and unpack and <laughs> it takes a lot of time no but you found you found the right the right niche for you and then you also personally have other hats working with I can't even keep count but like you you've got so many partnership projects with other grazing nonprofits and SARE and yeah how did so, that evolve um so I was asked actually um a long time ago, a friend asked me, said, hey, we have a project and we need a grazing educator and you're grazing. And I said, well, I'm grazing, but I don't know that I can teach other people to do this. So I was really fortunate in that when I first started working as a grazing educator, I had resources to call people to do wonderful presentations and workshops. And I really just had to organize and host the pasture walks. And 
I had other people come be the speakers at the pasture walks. And nice. so I really learned a lot out of my job. All I had to do was organize the events, and then I could learn right along with all the other farmers in our grazing network. I know that strategy so that, well. It's a good one, yeah. It, I mean, it's been a lot of fun, and I've just learned a lot about my own management techniques to the point where, you know, now I feel comfortable. Oh, you are a walking encyclopedia the, now. Yeah, no, giving but... Giving the presentations. Yeah. But I work for Grassworks, Wisconsin statewide um, grazing organization. And I also work for Glacierland. Our C&D has a grazing educator. Um, so I work for both of them. And then I work very part time with you for renewing the countryside. Excellent. Um, and that, I would think, fills different hats for you of sharing what you're learning on the farm, right? And being able to have forums for you to talk about and share your knowledge yeah, and it's a lot of fun getting side. out, being with other people. Um, so I'm a really social person, and I live in the middle of nowhere. And so it's it's fun to be able to have time to be here at the farm. It's fun to be able to work from home. So when I do have a cow calving, I can leave my computer and go check on things. <laughs> <laughs> um, or if a kid's sick or we wear a lot of hats as, as mothers and farmers and employees. And so um, it's nice to be able to work from home, and it's nice to be able to do a lot of my coordination work in my farm off-season, which is the winter. And then during the summer, when I'm really busy moving cattle and the kids are home and we just have a ton of work to do outside, I can just kind of hit send on the computer and <laughs> our events come together, and yet I still get to leave once a week to go host an event. So, Awesome. Nice. Great. Thanks, Kirsten. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, MOSES. The mission of MOSES is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on MOSES, In Her Boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out MOSESorganic.org.